guys, welcome to Nerd Talk. Nerd Talk's officially happening. We totally didn't have like a 20 minute fiasco trying to get the show together. This no. is the first time we're doing everything. Right, Dustin? Of, of course. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dustin, totally. what band are you, a part, are you a part of? Inner Temple. Inner Temple. What? That's yes. cool. What kind of music do you guys play? Uh, we play like alternative rock. Some people say it's on the lines of like emo and grunge, but I mean, it's all rock music, man. <laughs> it's all rock, baby. That's all it is, man. That's right, rock and roll. It's not like a promoter from the '80s. Like it's all music, man. Like it's all it's good. It's so smooth. It's, it's smooth, so man. smooth, man. It's crisp. Just gotta let it jive a little, man. Just let it jive. That's right. We're That's right. Clo- we're getting closer to New Jack City than anything else. All right, we need to move on. Um, so yeah, this is from a band called Intertonal. They're from Pennsylvania. Um, we talked about the pronunciation of Wilkes Bar for about like ten minutes, and how I, I, I even went as far as to go on to Google to look up how to say it. And I still was able to mispronounce it. It's Wilkes Bar, Wilkes Barry, Wilkes Bear. I mean, as long as you get Pennsylvania right, it's all that matters. <laughs> as long as you get the, that's <laughs> we're in the United States. That's that's it. <laughs> that's all it comes down to. Have you heard any like absolutely like ridiculous pronunciations of the city before? Like, like what's the worst oh, yeah. that that you've heard? Um, let's see. I mean, Wilkes-Barre, like, like a berry, like a strawberry. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, Wilkes-Barre, like a grizzly bear. I mean, um, some, that's kind of badass, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're just very like, you got to be here to know the real pronunciation. That makes sense. That makes sense. But no, people have called it, uh, let's see, like Wilkes. Wilk has berries. Wilk has berries. Man, yeah, that's like Wilk, Wilk has berries. Wilk's a cool dude. He has berries. You know? <laughs> that's what he does. He just has berries. You know, Wilk has berries. Yeah. Wilk is my fucking hookup. Yeah, Wilk's a plug, though. For real. <laughs> Too fucking good. I'm not promoting anything. Just, so <laughs> <laughs> just gotta get that out the way. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, God, we have some straight edge fans out there. That's totally cool. Well, I mean, I, I've learned to use the the the, thir- uh, the the term plug and switch it and use it for more productive things. Like when I was when I when I was drunk one night and I met this one great individual who was apparently one of the providers of arcades for Barcade in my neighborhood, and it was oh, cool. Word. Yeah, it, it was cool. And so I went to go through my phone later when I had sobered up the next day and and or. It wasn't even the next day because I don't go through my phone phone like that. It was like a few weeks later. Like it was like two days ago. And I'm looking through and I see the name like Sean the video game plug. And I was like, what? Who? What? And then I realized, oh shit, that's my home part of the video game machine. Oh, damn. He, was tall, he was talking to me on how he made his entire empire. He he quit his job. I remember this conversation. He he quit his job, told me that um he's now making Decent money buying video games off of eBay and flipping them for for a par profit. And I'm like, damn, I'm I know, right? Like, what, like, what the <laughs> fuck are we doing? I legit got a Nintendo 64 sitting right over there. Yo, what, what games do you have? Oh man, I got like old school WWF. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh man, yeah. before before I went over to entertainment, there was a federation. Oh yeah, Raw's War. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I got like. Super Mario 64. 
Sick. Classic. Banjo Kazooie. Oh, that'd be really cool. If yeah. That one. Yeah, I got. I mean, I got tons of games over there. 007 Goldeneye. You can't not have that one. You can't not have that one, and that actually does go for a pretty penny if you ever were to. Play yeah, for it, real. Which for real. it's like it's that that struggle with it. Like, do I want to make a come up or do I want to retain my nostalgia? <laughs> you know, 007 is a shit. No, I've never played it, but like it's kind of like because I was always a PlayStation kid. Um, yeah. But I've always seen my friends talk about it and see the gameplay from it and seen parodies of it. I'm like. It's like an inside joke that you just can't be a part of, but like you like nod and laugh along. It's like, yeah, I remember that game. It's like, no, you remember being outside watching your friends play it, but. Yo, listen, PlayStation 1 still has my heart. Like Nintendo 64 might have my soul, mm-hmm. but PS1 has my heart. It does. And I was, um, I think I was around the age of 16 when I sold my PS2, oh, my PlayStation 1 for $22. And it still probably worked perfectly, right? Oh, it was in perfect condition. And it was like yeah. one of those new stores that popped up and they were like, yeah, we'll buy your old systems. And I'm like, I need money. I don't play this junk piece of junk anymore. <laughs> I couldn't have any more regret if I tried. Did you have Spyro the Dragon for that? Oh, no, but I wish I did. No? I do oh, remember, though, I had the demo. Do you remember when Pizza Hut used to have those um, demo discs? Yeah, yeah. I would I would play religiously Laura Croft. I would really just play um, the um, Spiral of the Dragon. I think I had like the first two levels on there because there was a boat, the, the Badlands and the Greenery. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Um, and I think my, Final Fantasy came on one of those demos, demos too. Not the particular one that I had, but it was one of them. Okay. Um, Sledstorm or something like like that. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, I was so hooked on like Rob Zombie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There I am. I can't sing it, but that is that is seriously, seriously my introduction to rock music was Sledstorm. I am so glad you said introduction to music because now we're not going to jump into the interview portion just yet. We still got plenty of time to get into that. But I love having this conversation with video games and music because I feel as yeah. if you're a video game fan and you're in the music industry or in the music sector, the two have kind of collided because that's when a lot of us were first exposed to music. Right, now, right. Now, personally, for me, before I even knew what music was, and oddly enough, I'm wearing a Dead Kennedy shirt at the moment. Um, as a child, I grew up in a very conservative household and had to convince my parents that, that um, skateboarding games were okay because at the time, the major, <laughs> one, the major one was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, which was fun, except every time you yeah. fell down, like you lost your arm and a bucket of blood flew out. Oh, yeah. And some parents were like, no, 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 blood is bad. And I'm like, no, stop. So they bought us, um, me and my brother, a game called Grind Session. And I'm remembering, I'm talking shit on my mom, but she actually went out of her way. She bought that game and she also bought the little analog, um, the, the old school skateboard that you can try and control. Yeah, yeah. I need to give my mother more credit. But anyway, so she, she bought us Grind Session and it was fantastic. And the opening song, which was the level that we played over and over again, because at the time our memory card only had but so many spots. So we right. had to delete stuff was um, No Effects Linoleum for the first level. And right. played it religiously over and over and over again. Had no idea who the band was, what the music was, until years later when I found out who No Effects was. And I was like, holy shit, this shaped my like musical interest from the age of like 10 on. It was wild. Oh, yeah. And I mean, a lot of people wouldn't 
kind of correlate the two with the kind of music that my band plays. But man, mm. like uh, No Effects, uh, The Offspring, Early Offspring, yeah. Green Day, Green Day, Early Green Day, like Dookie, Nimrod. Mm. That all that really, all really shaped, shaped me, you know. But you know, but people would never tell. But that's but that's the one thing. I've noticed that I've noticed about like a lot of different artists. Like, like they'll say these people influence them, and it sounds nothing like their music. Yeah, because because I think you're able, to, like, for an artist, you needed. I had this whole like actual like oh for an artist, we're we're, we're people, you know, we we collect, we absorb, and just because we put out a body of work that may be able to be shoeboxed into one genre doesn't mean that that's all that we are. Like, oh yeah. For, for Babe Talk. And I'm going to get to your question because I still want to hear your fucking answer because this is my show, this is yours. Um, with Babe Talk, everyone's just like, oh, it's all like pop punk and shit like that. And it's like, yeah, that like, like we try and go for a certain demographic, like, like you know, like the hardcore, the alternative, the, the pop punk. But mm-hmm. I'm a huge indie fan as well. Like, like I have followed Sia's career for like years and years and years. And mm-hmm. one of my other favorite bands is called um, Los Capacitos, which is like this 10-piece Swedish band. And I've loved them for like 10 plus years. Awesome. Or, or Pony Up, who died when they were in their prime back in the early 2000s. It was an all-girl band and it was alt-AF and indie and it was beautiful and fantastic. Mm-hmm. But you would never know that just because like, you know, I'm, I got a big ass set, set up to a large afro and dead Kennedy's on the set, so. <laughs> But anyway, so the original question that I wanted to ask you, which is a transition that I loved, was what was one of the earliest songs that really resonated with you that you heard from video games? Oh, man. I, I would honestly, to the best of my memory, because it's pretty shot. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Again, 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 we love our Straight Edge fans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, seriously. Um, I would seriously have to say that Rob Zombie song, uh, yeah. Dragula, from Sledstorm. Like, totally and absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, that, and song. that song really felt, um, it, it went well with the game in general, because that game was very fast-paced. Like, it was very yeah. in-your-face. It was very fast-paced. Like, you were, like, kicking people off of fucking sleds. Like, it was fucking badass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Over, over, like, you the one level, you can, like, kick a bear. Like, like, not to condone animal cruelty. Yeah, yeah, but you yeah, beat yeah. Kind of a bear on a sled. I was like, that's yeah, bad. you would, you would have to go like up this mountain and like do like a, an exact straight shot, and there'd be this bear just like roaring at you, and you'd like hit it. Yeah. And as a kid, you're like, oh, sweet. But like now, here I am at 22, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I shouldn't be trying. Poor bear. Poor bear. Wilkes Bear, holy shit, what are we doing? Son of a Son bitch. Son of a bitch, we're destroying Wilkes Bear. Oh, we're assholes. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, we've we've now gone away from the traditional format of the show, which I generally awesome. first start the show by asking my <laughs> guests how the past few days, weeks, months were. Um, that doesn't particularly pertain to the band, but more of like a personal life. Tell me, mm-hmm. Dustin, wow, how, 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 how are you doing? Ugh, no, not that one. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> How you doing? There we go. Well, <laughs> I, you know, I've been I've been doing pretty well. You know, outside of uh, the music, you know, music itself has been extremely busy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, booking shows and of course press. You know, like here I am. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Um, Hello, I am the press. 
<laughs> How's it going? I'm doing well. Um, but no, I mean, outside of that, you know, things have been going pretty all right, surprisingly, knock on wood, because every time I say that, stuff goes to shit for like months. I'll join you. I'll <laughs> Thank you. you. <laughs> We're all in this together, kid. <laughs> That's right. So, I mean, like, has there been like anything that you've been like doing that you haven't been able to do for a while? Like, have you gone kayaking? Have you pet a new kitten that you haven't met before? <sighs> I wish I could say yes to the kitten part. Um, have you destroyed but, a bear with your slice? Yeah, last week, you know, there's a son of a bitch bear. <laughs> Rippy dog. <laughs> Took him out. Took him right out. Oh, don't, we don't promote animal cruelty either. We love our straight edge fans. <laughs> I love it. He just going across the board. It's like, fuck Tina, fuck straight edge kids. Just like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Drinking beers and punching dogs, man. What is up? Oh, no. They, play, they, they talk also doesn't condone any of that. See, that would be the, the next thing. Disclaimer, like, oh, disclaimer. That's a disclaimer. Kids are looking to take us down. That's going to be the sound bite. <laughs> Ollie said he drinks beers and kicks dogs. It's true. <laughs> he wouldn't say. But no, Actually, I mean, no, no. yes, yes. On, on. On, honestly, like, life itself has just been music for the past few months. Totally and absolutely. Uh, just spent music. Uh, the EP we had dropped October 28th, and then backtracking to that was recording it, and then getting it mastered, and then backtracking into that was writing it. You know, so it's just really all the music. Well, I mean, it's 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 always great to be able to stay um, on top of your shit to make sure that you don't grow stagnant or anything along the lines of that. Um, right. It, it's like anything else. Excuse me. You stay fresh, fresh with it. You stay on top of it. Mm-hmm. You don't get rusty. Although I did try mochi. Do you know what that is? Mochi. I'm not sure. It's like Japanese ice cream. Oh, I do know what it is. I'll say. Yeah, oh, say. Oh, really? It's, yeah, it's like in this rice in rice encasing, but it's not rice. It's like I don't know. I don't. It's oh, like it's, it's, it's like yeah. a dough, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's typically frozen, I believe, where like it's kept like very cold. Yeah, it's like the outside is like a marshmallow, but on the inside it's super cold. I've actually tried that before. How did you enjoy it? Because I wasn't a huge fan of the texture personally. <laughs> a lot of people hate the texture. Yeah. Uh, but the ice cream itself is really good. I got the strawberry flavor. You know, uh, But like overall, it was, I, I enjoyed it. Nice. Now, now where did you find yourself like casually for taking in mochi? Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. In the middle of the sticks in Pennsylvania. Oh, son of a bitch, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have it on, like, a special? You know, I really think I was just kind of aimlessly walking through Walmart. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, look at that. Look at that. I've heard of it. <laughs> Let me put it in my mouth. <laughs> put it in my, my mouth and see how, how it goes. Yeah, let's That's just see amazing. Now, the one thing that I think I really do, on a weird tangent, um, I've, since I moved up to, to Brooklyn, there have been, like, smaller stuff that I've missed. And I, we don't have Walmarts up here in, in the city. And I, and I miss my Walmarts. Oh, for real? Dang. Yeah. Dang, indeed. Uh, see, my, uh, my mom's from upstate New York. And the Walmarts there uh, sell, like, liquor and everything. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not used to being from Pennsylvania. Because we only get... Yeah, we only get liquor in liquor stores, beer, and bear stores. Mm-hmm. 
Deer stores, not bear stores. I'm stuck on bears. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I'll let that go. I'm not going to probably back be like, wow, you guys have like bear stores. Yeah. Okay. Right. I mean, there's a lot of hunters around here. I won't speak on that. So I mean, <laughs> well, you, you, I'm actually a little far too, too familiar with that. Um, apparently, I learned that I have family up in um, the hills of Pennsylvania. I wish I could tell you where, but I, I was a child when I learned, but. I have family that are like active NRA members and they just love going out and, and hunting. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was eye opening. Oh uh, yeah, there's a lot of that around here. Like it's uh now maybe you, you can attest to this more more than me. Um I I don't really know how to view the NRA. Like are are they more like evil or are they just like a bunch of gun loving people that Oh wait, we we promise us not to go into politics. <laughs> I can answer this one question. Okay, okay, all right. No, because I'm, I'm like, because I'm like, are they evil or like? I don't. I think I think in anything you have fifty fifty. You know, so. I'm 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 very open. I guess would be the best word. Um, I kind of like to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think it's fifty fifty. And more so, it's follow the leader. True. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's our Second Amendment. We should have guns. And people just think that way. But then you have the other side that are like, oh, you know, we need guns for this, this, this. You know, we need machine guns. It's like, no, you know what I mean? It's just totally split. It's like like downstairs in their basement, right? They have, like, break glass in case of, like, random break-in and the other one's just like hunting yeah exactly like like, this is why i have like 120 round machine gun with the machete at the end of the tip because that's how yeah i think right yeah exactly is that a gun okay i I mean honestly it's pennsylvania so it probably is somewhere (laughs) like and and like this is where where i learned that that like pennsylvania and that really like 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 this when i say like the hills like the world like when you get deep into pennsylvania and how much they love their weapons. Um, mm-hmm. I, I learned that I had family that were in the NRA. Um, they're, they're white individuals, which that's a whole other story, which is absolutely hysterical. But they're my family and their blood. What's good? Mm-hmm. And the, the uncle, his, his name's Uncle Fudd, um, <laughs> took his nephew out hunting. And they posted on Facebook, dressed in like all their camo. This little boy can't be more than like seven years old. It was a hallmark goddamn photo. Um, what caught my eye first was the uncle looking down at the child, like, oh, you're such a good boy. And the, and the kid was looking up at the uncle, like, hey, that's awesome. And the kid's just, like, holding this dead deer carcass with the head just, like, looking up. And, like, yeah. this, this, like this beautiful look in his eyes. Like, this is great. It was like, all right. Well, to put, to put some more substance in that story, uh, we actually have – it's kind of like a holiday for schools around here. Okay. They get the first day off of buck season off. Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's as much a holiday as fucking Christmas. Wow. That's so <laughs> going <fun>. deer hunting. <laughs> and like, that's yeah. a cultural thing. Like it's so weird. Like other people will peer at it from like an outside perspective and be like, why the fuck are they? Why is the school being closed? My, my tax dollars are being spent. So that it stays open for the little shits to get an education. And now they're going to buck hunting. But 
From no, a exactly. Standpoint. And and we had a day in school, uh, like the day after the first day of deer season, where whoever wore the best camouflage won like some kind of fucking prize. Oh man! And 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 I just remember being in my school, and everyone's dressed in camouflage, and here I am with a backwards hat, flannel. And like ripped nice. up jeans, and I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! Oh God, it's like oh, it's a bunch of ghosts. I can't see anybody. I just see a bunch of faces. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was the only kid in school that day. <laughs> oh, that's great. Couldn't see anybody else. Couldn't see anybody else. And, and, All blended in. And like, I, I really, <laughs> I mean, this is just automatically where like my head goes to. But it's like you can tell a demographic just simply like by their holidays. It's like, yep, the first day is buck hunting season, and then the next day is is. Be adored in all your camouflage, just like, ain't no niggas over there. And like, like, they might be like one or two black kids on black Twitter. It's like, yo, my school's lit. There's no idea what's going on. Yo, but it's like, seriously, they take these seasons so seriously around here. Like, it, it's insane. You know, um, like, people actually get shot in the woods accidentally. Oh, that's awesome. Because, like, someone someone misses a deer or a turkey or whatever they're hunting and someone just gets shot. Jesus. And then you hear like a helicopter and then you see on the news that some hunter got shot by another hunter because he missed what he was shooting at. Oh, that sucks. That's not even like funny. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, no, no comment. I'm trying to keep, <laughs> nope, trying to keep the peace. I'm <laughs> trying to keep the peace and I'll make sure it's kept. Because um, you don't, no, like, no, I don't fuck with hunters around here. Because like I said, they are locked and loaded. <laughs> you know? that, that, that's exactly. You don't poke fun at a man with a weapon. Nope, nope. I just stay in my little rocker bubble and that's it. <laughs> now, does the hunting affect the local economy? Like, I do know there are a lot of game hunters, but like, do they take the, the meat and they sell it or the pelts and they like do like a mini Etsy store? Um, well, there, there's like, uh, right down the road from me, uh, there's like a taxidermy. Okay. All right. So that kind of, continues. you know, and so, so yeah, kind of, uh, people sell like deer jerky, deer meat, turkey jerky, turkey meat, you know, um, around here, but you can't really find that stuff in like our local stores or anything. So it's more like a. I don't want to say shack. Is that like 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 a little roadside store? It's a hookup. You know, it's a it's, plug. That's a plug. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally that. a plug. It's literally a plug. You got to know somebody that knows somebody that's got the plug to the deer. <laughs> oh, they're locked and loaded too. Oh yeah. Oh bad. man. Oh, that's hysterical. Well, I mean, I'm I'm glad to say that a lot of these these different communities they're they're not they're not all that different, you know. They have, they have a no, no. They got the weapons. They got the tread trap houses. They they got the little taxidermy places. It's it's all see the same. like you know one person selling one thing, another person selling another thing. You know, it's, it's all it's business. All the, it's all business, baby. It's all business. It's all plugs. It's all plugs. It's all plugs. Plugs everywhere, man. We're going to right. make a track. <laughs> Oh, well, speaking of music, we're going to transition right over to music. Good Lord. All right. This is, this is fun. I love this show. I really do. Doesn't you're great. No, this um, is great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is great. This is great. So we're going to go into the interview portion of this episode. Before we go into the interview portion of this episode, we're going to have to give the obligatory, please give us money speech. Hey guys, we're broke. Please give us money. Um, 
We love doing what we love doing, um, but there are a lot of expenses that go along with it. If you want to help sponsor the show, get in contact with me. We will do a trade of businesses because as much as I want to say, give us money for free, life don't work like that. And also, we both can exchange different ideas to make sure that the products in which we're providing to everybody else is more greater for the good, decent gander. There's a phrase that involves both of those things, but I forget at the time. But what I don't forget is we're broke. So, hey, help us out. Um, so yeah, you know. yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah, like things, like things like this is what keeps music alive. I'm just going to throw that in there. Thank you. Thank you. And, and we love no doing problem. it. We love doing it. I, we've been doing it for ourselves for a while. Um, but help is always loved. So, anyway, send me an email at ollie at babetalk.tv. Um, we'll work some shit out. You'll hear me say it again next week. But love all your faces. I'm not Philip DeFranco. I love everybody. Um, anyway, <laughs> I don't know if you know who Philip DeFranco is. He's a, a YouTuber, and he says, I love your faces. I have, I, have, I have heard of him. Yeah, he always says, I love your faces, and I just take everything from everybody. Hello, I'm not original. <laughs> anyway, so if you're listening to, to this, um, thank you for dealing with my throat. Um, I've lost it at a Trump rally, and I kind of just wanted to at least acknowledge that my voice is shitty and not everyone's being like, oh, Ollie just thinks we're, he's just going to get away with this. Like, no, I'm not. But this is where, luckily, Dustin's going to do most of the talking. Thank God. And we're going to get to know him. We're going to get to know, know the band. And we're going to get to know some interesting people that he's been working alongside with because it's pretty dope as well. Yeah, for real. For real, for real. So we're going to start off by... um um. If you can just give an overview of the band Inner Temple to, to start, and then um, we'll go from there. And what position you okay. play, and what position you play in the band as well? Okay. Uh, well, you know, my name is Dustin Schumacher. I'm the guitarist and vocalist for the band Inner Temple. Um, you know, Inner Temple is pretty much an alternative band. Uh, people have called it emo, grunge, uh, things like that. And you know, I'm the main songwriter of the band as well, and pretty much the band is very uh personal it's a very personal thing um you know i've written i'm sorry i've written songs um that's the pennsylvania coming through i've written songs <laughs> i've written songs you know mostly about hardships uh in my personal life in my relationship life and uh things of that nature and you know we're just very thankful that people have a place to go you know and have uh have uh, a band to go to when they feel like screaming, when they don't feel like they can scream, you know, um, and they can relate in our music as well as we can relate back in our music, you know, and that really means a lot to us um, to know that there's other people going through the same exact shit that you are. That makes sense. And that's really, really cool that um, you kind of keep yourselves in the mindset of you, you, you keep others in your mind, mindset when you write as well. Because, because like, of course, it's expelling your own feelings, but also having the ability to resonate with your own fans as well is important. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've had people message us and uh, talk about, like, a certain song and how it meant a lot to them. And, like, it, it really means a lot, you know, to myself, you know, to myself and the band. You know? and of course, you write the music for what you're going through. But then when you realize that, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 people are going thing. It makes it a little bit more worth it to have to go through what you're going through. 
you know, because there's actually people who can relate. And it's a therapy. It really is. Because therapy is fucking expensive. <laughs> <laughs> the little things that, that can help us out, you know. Right, right. Well, that's great. So um, I do always like to get into the, um, the guests that I have on, their personal history with, with music. Mm-hmm. So what was the, the one thing that had you turn on to music on a more involved level? Like, like did, was there something that said, like, oh, shit, I like the song, I have a guitar, let me do it? Or what was your kind of coming up story? Well, I mean, it's a pretty short backstory. Uh, but my dad had owned a bar um, and we lived right above the bar. And so there was karaoke going on and everything almost all the time from when I was even, you know, an infant. Mm-hmm. And so, like, naturally, I just picked up rhythm. You know, I picked up sounds that were going on. And then around 13 years old, I asked my dad to buy me my first guitar. You know, he got me my first guitar, which was a shitty first act guitar. You know, and so first I started jamming. All right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even have that guitar anymore. Um, but I had picked up the guitar and I just started listening to the music that was coming through the downstairs to the upstairs. And I would try to match that on the guitar as best as I could with having no knowledge of music theoretically you know and so um then i started kind of embracing my own music as in looking for bands that correlate with me more than what was going on downstairs on karaoke night you know what i mean because i mean pennsylvania it's mostly country music and everything you know and that's just that just didn't relate to me personally um and i remember the first album that hit me so hard was Nirvana's Bleach and it just it was just something new to me you know even though it it come out in 1989 I think and here we are and I was like 13 years old and Kurt Cobain had already passed away you know 13 years before me um, it was just raw heavy emotional and, you know, he didn't have to be perfect. It was just perfect without being perfect. Yeah, like... Because it feels like anybody can do this. You know what I mean? And that just really resonated with me. And so uh, after that, I had started, started playing in bands uh, with friends. Uh, and we would just, like, jam. And it was just kind of like a, a therapy thing. And then... I got into, uh, now we're fast forwarding pretty quick, uh, but then I discovered bands that I related even more to. Um, I heard Dirt, their album Dirt, and I was just hooked. You know, the, the, the riffs were just huge, and it was just a sound that I haven't heard before. I'd only heard Nirvana out of the grunge era. Sure. You know. And so I really related with them. I started getting more serious about music. And then fast forward to 2013, um, going into 2014, is when Inner Temple started. And we recorded our first EP, which you really can't find anywhere anymore. Um, but 
we recorded that and we ended up getting like 7,000 hits on YouTube from one of our songs. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And then people just started flooding our Facebook and everything. And like the rest is here I am. You know what I mean? So it's, it really means a lot to me, you know, on an emotional and personal level. Absolutely. So when you guys had first put out the, the, well, let's, let's jump back a little bit. Um, so you put out the, the music to, to YouTube. What was it like trying to find like-minded individuals to pursue a musical act with at the time? Cause I remember you t- talking about it kind of being difficult to find, um, peers that kind of appeared like, like yourself, you know, you had the hunting day and post hunting day and, and you <laughs> in, your, in your flannel. So I guess like, if there yeah. are like other four members that are in flannel, it's like, I, Oh shit. I guess I mean, it's meant to be. Yeah, I mean, like, there, there is a total subculture in this area. You know, you have your regular uh, hunters and all that kind of stuff, you know, love NASCAR and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, but then you have that subculture, the anti-culture. Yeah. You know, you know and we just, we just always enjoyed rock music over country music. And so there was like myself and there's my friend's band, the greater victory who are right down the road from me. And then of course you had uh, big bands like breaking Benjamin uh, had come out of the area. Uh, Motionless and white came out of the area. Um, and then of course, you know, Kingston. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, and then of course in Kingston, you had title fight come out of the area. So there was this subculture, and so finding members, while it was difficult, um, I remember when I really wanted to pursue it because the members that I had in, like, other projects before Inner Temple, uh, I was just, you know, playing around with, jamming with. Um, but finding the members that made the first EP happen, it was just basically talking to this person who knew this person, and then it just worked. Oh, wow. I mean, that's, it, it, it's, it's beautiful when you have like such a supportive scene around you. Like, of course, like we'll see like, you know, music mm-hmm. happening in like all these different places, but it's always beautiful to see those that are cooperating along each other to kind of have everyone else succeed. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, just to make it clear, like, I don't know Motionless and White. I don't know Title Fight. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know Breaking Benjamin. Oh, you but, don't? Damn. No, no. But uh, actually, my friend's boss uh, actually had Ben sleep on his couch until Breaking Benjamin hit it. Oh, sick. That's so, actually a pretty cool there's story. There's a story. Yeah, yeah there's a story. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, uh, you know, those guys in all those bands were like half hour, 45 minutes from us. Mm-hmm. But it really meant something to us to have these bands making it that were in like a one and a half hour radius. You know, it really, it really was like, oh shit, we can do this too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's just, it really meant a lot to us to see that there was another subculture out there in our area. To really like sit, sit down and be able to rock out with and, and just, just be, be yourself. Cause I mean like shit, that was, that was the original punk movement, you know, just finding like-minded individuals to be able to be alternative with. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, and it's, and it's always so 
awesome to have people on just a similar mindset, you know, because amazing thing can amazing things can happen when like minds come together for the good, you know, uh, for therapy or, or whatever it is, or to help somebody even outside of music, you know, like it, it just, just makes such a difference. Mm-hmm. It really does. So we, so now we have the formation of the band. Um, we have the, we have the, the YouTube hits coming and that was really awesome. Um, what, yeah, what, was, what was the initial reaction? Cause I mean, like back in the day, it was kind of, not harder to find music on you on youtube but if you're a smaller kind of band you know you had to really like mm-hmm. hustle your work out there how was the initial reaction? yeah def yeah definitely like um the ep dropped in 2014 mm-hmm. um and it was pretty much just going on the computer utilizing social media you know sharing it having your friends share it and hope to god that somebody else would like it you know and we were lucky enough uh, that people enjoyed it. And so then, you know, we made like a legit Facebook page and all that kind of stuff. And then it ended up catching wind over in like Germany and Russia. And it was just like, holy shit. Like the internet is crazy amazing. It, it is. Know? It absolutely is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then like one day you wake up and there's seven thousand views on your fucking shitty recording, <laughs> you know. But no, the, re- the reaction was more than I th- I thought it would be. Um, you know, because I think as a musician you're very critical of yourself, or or in anything really. I think everyone is very critical of themselves. Um, and you know, people wearing stuff like. And I'm just quoting here because I, I don't want to make any assumptions. Um, but people were saying things like, you know, oh, grunge is back and this is the next Nirvana. This is what Nirvana would have sounded like if Kurt Cobain wouldn't have passed away. You know, and I was just sitting there like, holy shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but no, like, it, it just meant a ton. Yeah, because a lot of these different individuals, like, they don't have to say anything, you know? They can just be like, oh, this music is cool. I'm going to put it in the back, back of my car. But for individuals to actually yeah. get out of the way and, like, you know, give you those compliments, it's very, it's, it's all time. Yeah, all time. you know, I believe that anybody's time is, is worth something. So even five seconds to, you know, say, hey, I like this. It's five seconds they didn't have to use, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was just incredible. So what was the next step from that point on? I mean, like you guys had, had seen the reaction, you guys have had the time to kind of digest it and then like make moves. What was the next one? Uh, the next one was to go out and play shows. How's um, and, and like, it's, it's a little bit tough in our area. Uh, after a lot of the bigger bands made it out, a lot of the venues started closing down. Uh, just not enough people were going to shows. You know what? Oddly enough, not to derail from yours, um, but that was kind of how the South Jersey scene was for a few years, actually. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, trust me, we're seeing a resurgence in it, which is awesome. Sick. Um, But, you know, in general, you know, once uh, this band, that band, and that band had made it out of the area, then people didn't really go to shows anymore. And I don't know why. You know, but people just kind of stopped. Um, you know, I don't know. I really don't know what to call it. Um, but no, like, uh, 
we started playing in houses, basements, you know, anywhere where you can find, you know, uh, basically took it back to the nineties mentality. Absolutely. You know, you you find a spot and you fucking play the shit out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, even if it's your backyard, people are going to still come because they hear a noise, whether it's, whether it's your neighbor, whether it's the cops, whether it's your best friend or stranger, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but no, um, the biggest place that helped us out the most, uh, was my friend's house, Chris Castillo. He runs a venue. Uh, he's also from the band, the greater victory. And he has, a a big barn. It's more like a garage. That's what it was. Sorry. Yeah. Yardstock. I remember the barn. Yeah. I remember the barn. Yardstock. Um, and he, you know, he houses bands, he feeds bands, you know, he gives them whatever he can, like, even if it's out of his pocket, you know, he would totally help out any band. He will promote the shows and everything. And bigger bands come out to his venue. And so naturally we were exposed to more people. Which makes and sense. Then, and that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we started playing around the uh, Westchester area mm-hmm. and, you know, we got more exposure and it, it basically just traveled like word of mouth, you know, check out this band, you know, um, see if we can get them here, get them here. And it was just word of mouth. And here we are now. It's, it's beautiful how the traditional organic way of music sharing is still alive and well, like not as, excuse me, not as if it's ever like, you know, gone away, but it's always <laughs> like, like there's such like a heavy, um, pressure to always go on to your social media to, to, to make sure that, that, that you're, your your e epks um that are are always like you know on top and on point but it's right. just the, the the traditional word of mouth you know like check oh, yeah. out this disc i burned for you kind of shit that 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 still mm-hmm. rings true yeah those that kind of thing will never die yeah. you know um because while social media is very good and you can utilize it in big ways you know, having a hundred people click a like button is very different from having five people actually show up to your shows. Absolutely. Dear God. You know, so, so, I mean, you, you really have to have people. You really have to have real faces, you know, um, cause at the end of the day, a like only looks good to a venue, you know, seeing how many people you can get in there. But at the end of the day, you know, if, if real people aren't coming out to your shows, then you're really, in my opinion, I'm not succeeding. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if real people aren't coming out and, you know, actually, you know, stuff or whatever. What was the, the show that had you guys say, like, where, well, you know, what? what was the more... What what was the show that resonated with you the most? Because I, I was gonna like say like what was the one that like meant the most to you, or like that kind of said like guys were actually like a viable band. But anyone that puts you know like sound to to recording and has the balls to get up on stage, you already made it, you know. But oh, what yeah. was what was the one that really stuck out to you the most? That kind of like had the most fire under your asses. Oh, it was definitely uh, Westchester. Which, if you're not familiar, that's like by Philadelphia. Mm. Um, like Allentown and then we, here's Westchester and then there's Philadelphia. Um, and, you know, we went there and that was our first time 
out of our local area. So it was like really out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here you are going to play to 30 totally new people who can hate their shit out of you. So you are scared shitless, you know, and, but there's something so beautiful in being so scared, you know? And so we had went there and we were just like, we're here to kick ass. Like, that's it. You know, this, this is, this is where you find out if you can do this or not. Now given it's like 30 people, but still 30 people might as well be 3000. You know, um, and so we had went there and we just, you know, played our asses off and we had people buying up our stuff and just like taking shit. And I was like, yo, whatever, you know, you guys got to steal shit. I don't give a fuck. Just give it to somebody, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, so people just took shit. Some people paid for shit. Um, and of course, like we weren't around the table at the time. So like people taking shit, you didn't really know until the end of the night when you're like, why do I only have $5? <laughs> you know, <laughs> no t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, we had played there and like people would come up to us, uh, after, you know, seeing stuff was taken and they were just like, you know, we haven't had a sound like that around this area for fucking ever, you know, you know, and people were just like, those songs, those songs meant so much. And, these lyrics meant this to me and just, and just hearing people actually knowing what you're about and hearing your voice clear enough to be like, well, shit, you know, I can relate to that, you know, just really, really meant a lot to me. I'll pretend I- <laughs> <laughs> oh, iPhone <shit>. going off. <laughs> Siri ain't happy. <laughs> she said, I'll pretend I didn't hear that. Siri said, grunge is yeah. dead. Yeah, Damn. exactly. But that's that's uh, that's honestly really cool. So so now I, I want to get more into um, the new EP that you guys had put out. You said it came out in um, October, correct? October twenty eighth. Yeah. Yeah. So Cat Cat Captivity came out October twenty eighth. Um, yeah. The this was like the the one EP to really like like have you guys stand out. I would imagine. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Like remat. Remastered. All right, we'll see. That's that's a story that we could tell. So, like the, the the creating of this is awesome, but I'm assuming that you were approached by a certain individual that kind of was like, "Hey, let me work alongside y'all." What happened? Yeah, next? yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, uh, I have uh, always been a pretty big fan of the band Citizen, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people, especially right now, are totally familiar with that band. Um, and, you know, the first album I'd heard from Citizen was actually Youth, not Young States, their first album. Oh, and okay. I just remember listening to that album, like, with my ex at the time, and I was just like, holy shit, you know, like, I could totally see, you know, the band that I'm in doing something with this band. Like, that was like a dream, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Like, this, like, this would be rad. Um, um and so I had, uh, we were going to work with William, um, and he produces, you know, Balance and Composure, Title Fight, Tiger's Jaw, um, of course, Citizen, CKY, you know, the list just keeps growing and growing, the Wonder Years, you know, it's, it's just a long list. But he was all booked up, 
you know, uh, he had approached us at one time. Um, but unfortunately, you know, the members that were in the band at the time didn't want to take it to a point past their comfort zone, you know? Um, so he approached, he approached us and, you know, we had to decline it. Unfortunately. Um, and then about a year later, I had gotten a hold of him again. And at this point, he was big enough where you had to go through somebody just to talk to him. So I went through one of his agents and they were like, you know, he's booked up for the next year and a half. And I'm like, we got to get this record out. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to wait a year and a half to get it out. Um, and so I was talking with my friend again, Chris Castillo, um, that does yard stock and everything. Um, and he was like, well, why don't you, uh, get a hold of the singer from citizens? And I was like, what? You know what I mean? Like he's huge. You know, citizen is huge. Um, you know, they're doing fucking world tours and shit. He doesn't have time for, for us. And so, um, you know, just on a hope and a prayer, I sent him a message. I'm like, Hey Matt, you know, uh, my name is Dustin. I'm from the band Inner Temple. I just wanted to pass along the single that we made. And, you know, I'd really appreciate it if you could check it out, give us an opinion and, you know, maybe we can work something out. And I shit you not like three days later, he had gotten back to me and he's just like such a nice person. Nice. You know, and that's so cool to see like within your realm, like an alternative rock. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what I've I mean? only heard great stories about with him. Oh yeah, absolutely. He is, he is a fucking sweetheart. Um, and you know, he was like, yeah, this sounds great. I'd love to work on it. You know, uh, what would you like to do? Would you like to come over and would you like to record it here? Or would you just like to have me master it? Or would you just like to have me remix these, you know, to make them sound better? Oh, wow. You know, and I was like, you know, of course, I tried to keep my composure, you know, but I was just going to be like, holy shit, like, thanks so much. <laughs> you so know what of I mean? course, yes. Like, take it all. Just do everything, please. I love you. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah. yeah, but no, I just, I just like got back. I'm like, sup? Thanks, dude. But, uh, but no, like for real, um, you know, I was like, well, you know, uh, my drummer at the time, he has like his own recording studio and everything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, you know, we can record it here and then we'll send it to you for mastering. The drummer will mix it and everything. And if you can master it, it'd be fucking awesome. And he's like, yeah, man, totally. And, uh, you know, he's like, how many songs you looking at? And I'm like, well, we're looking at about five songs, maybe more. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, just keep in contact when it's all done. Let me know. And I will get right on it. And I was oh, like, wow. Yo, awesome. You know, and, um, and, you know, just a side note, like he's an extremely hard worker too. You know, uh, Citizen does world tours and they do, of course, press and interviews. And yet he still has time to help out small bands. To, if nothing else, you know, to put a name on it that will, that will help them. You know what I mean? Um, and so uh, about three months later, we had gotten the EP recorded and it was all uh, mixed and everything. 
And, you know, I had sent the raw files unmastered. Uh, and he had uh, went over everything. And, you know, he listened to everything. And he said he'd send back any kind of feedback, you know, fix this or fix that. So he was really doing more than just mastering it. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, but, yeah, but luckily, you know, he didn't find any problems. Um, and he was just... <laughs> you know, and so, you know, he was like, all right, I'm going to master this. Um, and he had mastered it. And, you know, right before he had sent it, because um, it took like three weeks, um, right before he sent it back, he was just like, these songs rock. And I pissed myself. <laughs> I just fucking pissed myself. That's fantastic. I mean, like. Yeah, and then. Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You're going. All right. Um, so, yeah, um, then he had sent back everything. And he's like, just let me know if these are the quality that you want. If you want me to do anything else, just let me know, man. Like, I totally got you. And I'm like, yo, fucking radical. Um, and, yeah, he sent everything back, and everything just sounded exactly how I wanted it to. Um, and, like, that's it. Like, Matt Karek is fucking master to fucking EP. <laughs> you know? That, that's such an awesome story. I mean, oh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's beautiful when you have individuals wanting to get behind you and work alongside of you. But what, what can't be lost within the stories is that, like, you know, you guys really put down the, 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 the base structure for everything, you know? Like, right. it's, it's awesome to have Matt behind you and be like, yeah, I'm going to fucking help. And it's like, amazing. But you guys still were able to put in the work and you guys are still able to put in the, 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 the um, composition and the sound and the lyrics. And it still starts off with you guys. And it's amazing. How, how you guys are able to produce this sound that hasn't really been revisited in quite a while. There are still a few bands that are still dabbling with it, but to be right. able, but, but this is able to keep up with the big dogs. And that's really fun. Uh, I really appreciate that. It means a lot. Um, and like, uh, you know, it, it just felt so good, you know, to have Matt say what he said about it, that it rocked and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but also it also gave, us something to shoot for hmm. you know like we're going to be giving it to this guy you know you know yeah we want it to sound good for ourselves and yeah we want it to sound good for the people who have been looking forward to this but like here's fucking matt Craig from citizen you know and he's going to be listening to this shit over and over and over again you know to make sure everything's cleaned you know and so like you know, you take like five takes, ten takes of like drums or like bass. So it really brought out the best in us, I believe, because you know, it really gives you something to shoot for. Yeah, it, it sets the it sets the bar to make sure that this will be presentable to him. Oh yeah, exactly. oh yeah, exactly. Because that was another thing I was going to say as well is that that like you know there needs to be a quality for him to put his stamp of approval on it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, that's one thing that I've learned. He didn't say this. Um, but, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that, especially having a name like his, you really want to make sure what you're taking on isn't going to hurt you. Oh, God, absolutely. You, you know what I mean? And I, I not sound like a dick, but like, you know, that's kind of the way you got to be, you know, when you're that, when you're at least that big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's with anybody, though, you know, like, like when you have, it's it just comes down to like one of those like old fashioned sayings, you know, it's like when you can look back at the day and say, I did a, I, I was productive and I can put my stamp of approval on it. 
that's with anybody that you're going to collaborate with, whether it's band members, whether it's press, PR, or individuals that are recording and producing. And, and right. And, and it meant so much that he thought so highly of it to put his name on it. Absolutely. You know, it was so humbling, like seriously, so humbling. Yeah. Well, we're coming close to time because I have a great host and I know how to give you all time. We're going to give everybody a taste of the song of Captivity, which is the one that I enjoyed the most, which is your favorite season. Um, drop some knowledge on these fools about the song and then we're going to play it. All right. So the song, your favorite season um, is about a relationship. And, uh, you know, it's uh, about my relationship that ended about a year ago. And I pretty much had written it directly after the relationship. Uh, The person I was in a relationship with, uh, she basically wanted to find herself. And so one of the lyrics in the song is, and tell me, darling, does the greener grass match your eyes? You know, she had green eyes. And when someone says they want to find themselves, of course you hope for the best, but a twisted way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like being selfish, but wanting to still be positive. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really tough. You know, and um, the uh, the chorus in it is, is this what you wanted? Is this what you needed? I'm not coming home. Is this what you wanted? Is this all we're made of? This is letting go. So it's about a relationship, but it's also about coming to terms with letting go, even though you know that you can't do it. Like you, you have to force yourself to let go because there's absolutely no chance of getting back together. You know, and it was... Um, it was a very, very um, rough song to record vocally, uh, just 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 because of the emotions, you know. Um, and we recorded that almost directly after the song was written. Um, and like I said, the the person I weren't bro- broken up for too long, uh, so everything was very raw. And the whole EP itself is for the most part about that relationship. And, you know, it's going back to this word, but it's, it's humbling to see, you know, what dark things can create such beautiful things for other people, you know? Um, and yeah, that's your favorite season. The, the title of the song, um, it always seems to me, that kind of like in the fall, in the autumn, in the winter, you know, it's kind of when relationships kind of either get to a standstill or they start falling apart. And, you know, her favorite season was autumn and, you know, her favorite month was October and she had broke up me in the fall in October, you know, so that's why it's called your favorite season. This all makes sense. This all translates very well into a music spectrum. And I'm not going to speculate too much longer because we're going to give everybody a chance to listen to it. So I want you all to, well, I, I get to push play. But without further ado, your favorite season, for Off of Captivity by Inner Temple.
coming back. The one thing that I really wanted to, to dive into um, before we kind of um, rattle the interviews is like just the, the whole composition. Cause like, again, just going back to the kind of like grunge style, the, the alt, we've seen other larger bands take this on and it <laughs> seems as if it's not as like on a local sector. It's not, like I have friends that, that kind of have this sound as well and they're doing it very well and you guys are clearly doing it well as well. But Thank like, the, it, like where, I guess it's more like how does the composition kind of come together while trying, trying to still stay original with staying towards your, um, would you kind of have it going on in your head since you've grown up with it? Mm-hmm. And also the lyric writing as well. Like how does that all blend together to create the sound that is in a temple? Uh, I mean, you know, I don't want to sound like a artsy dick. <laughs> I mean, I just did, and so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that that general sound is so ingrained into me personally. You know, and of, like I said, I write the guitar and I write the lyrics. So, you know, the rest of the band kind of feeds off of you. Um, you know, and so I'm kind of setting the mood and then, you know, just as luck would have it, they kind of follow that quote unquote formula. You know what I mean? And, you know, um, it, it just, it just hits you. You know, I never sit down and say, Oh, you know, we're in a temple. I got to write a grunge song. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's just so ingrained that this is how you write. Um, this is your tone. Um, and you know, this is just what it is. Uh, because, uh, you know, so many different bands influence me, new bands and old bands. Um, but you also want to stick out, you know, inner temple is not supposed to be Nirvana. Inner temple is not supposed to be Alice in Chains. You know, inner temple supposed to be inner temple, just like every person's supposed to be who they are. You know, and so while people call it grunge, and I don't, I don't label it. I leave the open mind. You know what I mean? Just for 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 the alt rock, which makes the most sense. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I just say alternative rock, and that's it. The spectrum's wide open. You know, is it? You know, uh, people have said like it's emo-driven lyrics with you know grunge guitar with like hardcore drumming mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's yeah. like i don't know yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. like i just i just write lyrics and the band does their thing and there you have it you know what i mean it's 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 all about how you feel at the time you know will inner temple ever write a happy song i fucking hope so but you know <laughs> you know and, and so and and my mom's going to be the first one to know about it, you know, but, but as of now, it's just, it's just been shit, you know? And I think, I think what really keeps a band alive is that people can relate to shit more than they could deal with happiness, you know? And so, you know, yeah, that's just how it is. You know, you feel a certain thing, you just start playing around on the guitar and then all of a sudden, you know, lyrics out of nowhere, just start coming out of your mouth you present it to the band and then they're like, okay, now I'm going to do the drums. What I feel will be best and represent myself as a drummer. And I'm going to do the bass 
you know, which represents myself as a bassist. And that's why I believe that it's a more unique sound than just repeating the nineties or repeating, you know, balance of composure or title fight. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, it's a band. It's, it's a new band. Absolutely. That's, that's really cool. cool yeah. Especially when, when it comes to, I guess more of just like the secondhand nature that, that you're kind of describing, you know, like, like it's ingrained. It's, it's like making music like this is secondhand. Mm-hmm. And then for you to be able to really hone in on that and not to overstep your, your, your creative, Oh, that's wow. That was going to sound really bad. Um, you, you know, you know where your grindhouse is and you know where to tap into yourself as a, as an artist to create the best work. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I think you're obligated um, as a band that people enjoy and even to yourself, you know, to always give people something worth listening to and also something that you can listen to and not cringe at, you know, um, and staying true to yourself. And, you know, you, you can lose fans along the way if you change your sound, but I mean, Everybody wakes up feeling a different way every day, you know. So you know this this EP Captivity might sound totally different from the next EP. You know, there's no telling because every day is a new day. It's accurate. But as of now, Inner Temple's pretty sad. (laughs) (laughs) Same. So I'm gonna dig it. We all sad boy, sad boy, 2016. What's good? Um, So. You guys had just released this. I mean, like, it's only been a few weeks since you guys have released this. Um, it seems yeah. pretty silly for you to say, like, what's next? But, I mean, like, you guys have the, this new EP that you're going to be toting for, for a while. I'm sure you guys will be playing right. shows. But, like, what's your – what? okay, so, you know, what, what do you hope to accomplish by summer of next year, for example? Um, well, as of now, we have a new lineup that, as opposed to what was on the EP. Uh, who was on the EP. Um, you know, the old lineup was uh, Kean Zimmerman was on the drums. And of course, myself on the vocals and the guitar. And I also actually did the bass work for that album. No, that's what I thought. Um, and now it's myself, same position that I was in. Um, and Kevin Schlosser is on the drums. And then right now we're kind of in between with bassist you know, um, finding a bassist right now, but we have uh, a friend filling in. Nice. You know, so, so we're good until we find a legit bassist pretty much, you know, to, to stand, to be in the band. Mm. Um, but what's next? I mean, we do have new music already written and uh, newsflash. It's sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Spoiler alert. laughs> yeah. We do have new music already written. Nice. Um, we just have to go over, um, and, um, you know, we have a ton of shows already booked up, you know, through, uh, the end of this month and into December and they're mostly out of state and, our, and out of our area. Um, you know, we pretty much hope that by the summer, uh, we'd love to keep growing our fan base. Uh, we'd love to, uh, possibly, have maybe a two song single out by that time. Um, and, you know, we'd love to start working with larger bands, 
you know, but overall, you know, we'd love to just get out and play shows because, I mean, that's the fucking key, you know, like that's the ultimate high. So, I mean, if, if I can sit here and say that, you know, we got rid of all of our 100 physical copies of the EP by summertime, I will say that we're successful, you know, like that's that's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, get rid of it. But see, like, knowing that that's all sold, it's that, it, that's in good hands. Yeah. Allstate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Allstate, sponsor a show. But anyway, yeah, so it was really, really great getting to know the, the backstory and to get to know the emotional depth that goes along with the band as well. Because, I mean, like, it's kind of like watching a movie that you really enjoy and just getting to know the behind-the-scenes work. Because, like, a lot mm-hmm. of the times, like, we're able to discern and read the lyrics and listen along and really feel the album and get to know what it is, but then breaking it down on more of a, of a foundational level or getting to know the real artist reasoning for putting, like, you know, these songs, you know, the lyrics together or, or even the song titles. It's beautiful. This is why I love doing my job is to actually get to know the behind the scenes of what you guys do, whether it's just me listening That's or awesome. a bunch of other kids. Other kids. Fuck them. They, they talk is for, for, for me. If you guys, you're, if you're, you're listening, I don't get, no, God, please. I need every one of you to send me money. Anyway. Um, please pay. Please pay. Please pay. Please sponsor. But anyway, Dustin, it was very, very, very relieving to, A, get this podcast going. Yeah, I yeah, seriously sure. don't know what we had to judge on through. And to, A, even get this scheduled. Again, I apologize. And then to, B, even no, get no, the no, kinks. No out to get the show recorded it was a beautiful beautiful episode i cannot wait to see what inner temple does um if you guys come to the south jersey region no i'll be out here let me know awesome um and i we're, we're going to continue to promote this um where where can people find your music at sir you can find us on facebook twitter Bandcamp, instagram uh pornhub you know, all the good stuff. I swear to God, you better have your shit on Pornhub because that would actually get hits, which is hysterical. It's, it's, it would it's, get under, it's, under, it's under donkey porn. Yes. Um, no, but for real, you know, uh, you go to Facebook, it's Intertemple PA. Just search up uh, Intertemple. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter, it's at Intertemple PA. Mm-hmm. And Bandcamp, it's intertemple.bandcamp.com, which is where you can get the EP. In physical and downloadable form. Uh, uh, Instagram, it's at Intertemple PA. Mm-hmm. And also, we are we are now on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon, like all the good shit. Like we're on there too. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, we also have a bunch of shows coming up. Uh, and like, let's see, I'm looking at the schedule right now. Good, good, yeah. Uh, so November 18th. We're at Connie's Rick Rack in Philadelphia, PA. Uh, November 25th, we're at the Silver Bay Harbor Association in Toms River, New Jersey. Um, oh, December. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, that's actually by my neck of the woods. Well, my old neck of the woods. Nice. I'm going to look at All right. Good, continue. I'm sorry. Sweet. No, no, no problem. No problem. Um, December 16th or 17th, we're playing a festival in Pottsville, Pennsylvania. And December 31st, we're playing at my friend Chris Castillo's house from The Greater Victory, and that's in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. 
and backtracking a bit, uh, December 10th, we have a show in Binghamton, New York. Uh, so we got a lot of shit coming our way. And uh, hopefully we can melt some faces off with some tasty fucking riffs. Yeah, them tasty um, riffs. <laughs> hell yeah, riffing all day. And um, But no, I mean, you can see all those dates are going to be up on our Facebook, our Twitter, uh, even on our Bandcamp, the Instagram, on our Pornhub. Um, you know, so, uh, but speaking of tasty riffs, I also want to give a shout out. Yeah, shout out. Um, to to uh, Fuzz Rocious Pedals. They're actually making a custom intertemple fuzz pedal. Which is fucking rad. Um, I call it the Fuzz Distortion L I T one, the lit one. The lit one, mind you, <laughs> I, I love how you're able to get a sponsor to show faster than I'm able to get a sponsor on my own goddamn show. No, 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 like, no, no, like, no, like, no, they're, they're, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, look at this fucker. Hey, please pay. Please pay. Please pay. Please pay, please pay. God bless. Please pay. Oh, man. Um, but no, actually, uh, shout out to, and, dude, I sound like a dick right now. Shout out to Railhammer Pickups, <laughs> who uh, put, put pickups in my guitar. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's what I have, man. The, the final shout out that I did want to make make it out to was, um, and I'm going to fuck up the name because every time, oh, I'm on. Every time I go and attempt this name, even when I had them on the podcast, Close to two years ago, I still fucked up. Table timetable record collective. Am I correct? Word up. I did it after two years, <laughs> which is funny because I, I was asking Dustin, like, you know, how how did you get to to know the um the podcast? And right. we've had um Derek heads it, correct? Derek Jolly, yes. Yeah, he 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 heads um timetable collective and, and we've had them on the show god close to seriously two years ago and they were one of the um first promoters that we had on the show so it's really awesome. cool to see the the babe talk alumni like kind of like mixing and mingling in between, between each other and being able to yeah. like you know find other people that are in different word of mouth, word word of mouth. Of the, there it is that actual word of mouth well i'll yep. be damned yep it's an actual thing. yeah i mean shout out to uh dennis luke savage uh who brought me yeah yeah. yep he was like you know hit these hit these dudes up great people and i was like fuck yeah it's just it's serious like it sounds really ridiculous but like it really is like a warm fuzzy feeling to know that yeah i'm telling you like this humble experience this humbling experience is not bullshit to sell fucking records (laughs) it's true it's real shit (laughs) it really is it's lovely it's wonderful it's fantastic and that's where we're gonna end babe talk on the most positive I'm like floating in a temple is beautiful. Oh, uh, thank the, you. Wilkes Bear, Pennsylvania is beautiful. There it is. Wilkes Bear, Wilkes Bear, whatever you want to call it. Just buy our shit. Just buy the shit. <laughs> Go find them on Bandcamp. Go find them on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, all those beautiful things. And be sure to look out for them in the future. Be sure to look out for us um, sometime next week. This episode should be going up tomorrow. Typically it's on Fridays. doesn't really matter. You guys listen to it when you listen to it. But We'll um, roll out more information on new shit that's going to be happening because we're going to be doing a lot more shit because we just went through a reform with Babe Talk. Um, just look out for shit. Keep your eyes up. Look, look alive out there, kids. We're doing shit. So, yeah. again, Dustin, thank up. you. So- wait, wait, wait the fuck up. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. It's been no a blast. No, thank you so much. This was probably, until I have my next show, probably the greatest <laughs> show. <laughs> No, no, but for real, no. This is definitely the the best 
show that I've been on by far. Well, I really appreciate it. We we kind of we we tried. We tried a little bit. You guys so, try hard. You guys try fucking hard. Congratulations. <laughs> You're goddamn right for try hard shit. I'm a black <laughs> Negro inside the music industry. I gotta try as hard as I can. I mean, pop. That's punk. that's where I that's where I cut off my mic. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, guys, be good to yourselves because you're all that you have. We'll see you next week. Um, Love you. Goodbye.